Hello, and welcome to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. If you're not driving, get your pens, pads, and devices, and get ready to journey through God's Word together for the next few minutes. And if you can't make notes right now, be sure to save, download, or bookmark the podcast to listen again later. Oh, and don't forget to follow. Now, without further ado, here's Vanessa. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to My Bible Life. This is Vanessa Upkins, your host, where we do life together, studying the Word of God. Oh, my friend, I hope you had a wonderful week last week. I hope you had the opportunity to go back to look up all the scriptures and read them and get a deeper understanding what they were saying, because We just don't have enough time to discuss everything in detail on the podcast. So I hope that you were able to do that. But today we're going to have a wonderful time because we are going to learn about Jesus, who's going to be feeding 5,000 people today. And we have going on right now a 10-week Bible study challenge. And this challenge is all about developing a Bible study routine. And so I hope that you will take this challenge and develop a routine and study every single day something in the Bible. So today we're going to be talking about Jesus Feed the 5,000 and it's going to be a wonderful Bible study. We're going to learn a lot together. I think I am learning the most and I am enjoying um, doing these Bible studies. So I hope you are enjoying joining me as well. And also tell a friend because again, a lot of people don't read their Bible. And so we want to be that person to share with someone else. Okay, so let's go to the Father with prayer. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to come together and study your word today. And Father God, we ask that the Holy Spirit would lead and guide us. And Father God, we know that you look at our hearts. And so we pray that our heart to be purified by your word. We pray that our minds will be renewed by your word. And Father God, we pray that we will walk out your word. Thank you for teaching us, for leading us, and guiding us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, let's go ahead and turn over for the reading of the scripture. Mark chapter 6, verse 30 through 44. This is the English Standard Version. This is what it says. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolated place and rest a while. For many are coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolated place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw the great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, this is a desolated place and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countrysides and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them 
something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of fish. And those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Now, the backstory is Jesus has been teaching all around the Galilee area. He went to his hometown, Nazareth, where he was rejected by the ones who knew him. He sends out the 12 apostles to share the good news about the kingdom of God. He gave them authority to heal the sick and over unclean spirits. And while the apostle was away doing what Jesus has asked of them, John the Baptist was beheaded by Herod Antipas at his birthday celebration. So, You can imagine how the news about John the Baptist's execution was spreading all around the city and that region. John the Baptist had a large following of disciples. And remember, he was the one who baptized Jesus and prepared the way for the coming of the Messiah. Now, at this very moment, the apostles has returned from their trip and they are with Jesus. They are excited to share with each other and Jesus what they were taught, and what happened on their journey. Remember in the episode Jesus sent out the 12 apostles? Jesus had divided them up two by two. So that means that they did not all go together in one big group. When you do the math, there were 12 apostles divided by two, so that means that there were six groups, which meant they went to six different towns around the Galilee area. So can you imagine the stories that they want to share with Jesus and each other? Jesus tells them in verse 31, come away by yourselves to a desolated place and rest a while. Jesus is wanting them to leave the area where the people are coming and going because they didn't have time to rest or eat. Now this tells me how important it is for us to take care of our bodies. This message is not only for the people in ministry, but for everyone. Caregivers, moms, fathers, college students, doctors, teachers, the list is endless. My grandmother used to say, burning a candle stick on both ends or something like that. I would say, I don't understand. She said, keep living. You will. I understand. So we all need time to eat, rest and refuel. Hello, my friend. Is this message for you? It is important for everyone to take care of the temple, which is the body that we live in. Let's go on to verse 33. It says, Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw the great crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep 
without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. This tells us that they didn't go far because the people outran the boat. It must have been a slow boat that day, but can you imagine 5,000 people coming from all the surrounding towns? Oh my goodness, I probably would have had lunch and rested in the boat. But Jesus had compassion for the people because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Now, I grew up on a farm, but we didn't have sheep. We had chickens, ducks, turkeys, geese, just to name a few. So I can only imagine if we had sheep. Sheep are totally opposite than chickens and ducks and turkeys. Sheep requires constant protection. They wander off with no sense of direction, no fear of predators. This is why David had experience in killing the lion and the bear. The sheep wander aimlessly into roads, get mixed up with other sheep that wasn't in their herd. They were all over the place. Sheep need a shepherd. And this is why Jesus saw the people like sheep without a shepherd. Did you know God has always provided shepherds for his people from the time of Moses until now? Let's dive in deeper and go to the Old Testament and take a look at Moses asking God to appoint someone to lead his people. This is in Numbers chapter 27, verse 15 through 17. And I'll be reading from the NLT. Then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, you are God who gives breath to all creatures. Please appoint a new man as a leader for the community. Give them someone who will guide them wherever they go and will lead them into battle. So the community of the Lord will not be like sheep without a shepherd. Now, not all shepherds are good. Just like we have people in position of authority that hurt people for selfish gain. Well, in Ezekiel chapter 34, God addresses this when he sends his word to Ezekiel, the prophet who prophesies against the shepherds of Israel. Let's go over to Ezekiel chapter 34. We're not going to read that whole chapter, but for your homework assignment, please go back and read all of chapter 34. You will truly begin to understand what is happening in the Old Testament, which will give you more understanding with this phrase. Because the shepherds weren't following God's commandment, did you know that God became the shepherd of his sheep? Well, it is written over in Ezekiel chapter 34 and looking at verse 15 and 16 in the English Standard Version, God is the shepherd of his sheep. And this is what it says. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep. I will make them lie down, declares the Lord. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. I will strengthen the weak. And the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. Let's go back to Mark, picking up in verse 37. So Jesus comes ashore and teaches many things. Now it's late, and they suggest to send the people away to the surrounding towns so they can get something to eat. Jesus replies to the apostles, But you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? So let's stop right here. You may not know what a denarii is. A denarii is 
a silver coin worth a fair's day pay for workers in the first century. So here, the disciples are saying 200 denarii, which is a substantial amount of money. And this would be enough to feed the 5,000. So 200 denarii would be equivalent to 200 days of work, which is almost a year's worth of work. In verse 38, he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And they went out and they said, five, two fishes. And then he commanded them to sit down in groups on green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. Now, if you read in the other chapters, we will know that a little boy gave his five loaves of bread and two fish, and the apostles brings it back to Jesus. But what is interesting is the seating arrangement. So I was able to find an example of the seating arrangement in Exodus. Jesus is doing what was done in Exodus chapter 18, verse 21. And also verse 25, when the Israelites came out of Egypt and Moses took the advice of Jephro, his father-in-law, to select an able man to help him judge and settle disputes. Let's go over and take a look. So verse 21 says in the English Standard Version, moreover, look for able men from all the people, people who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate bribes. And place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties and tens. Moses chose able men. So this is like a seating arrangement. And we can see here in Mark that this is somewhat similar to the seating arrangements that Jesus is having the crowd to sit in. Jesus sets the people in groups of a thousand, hundreds and fifties to not judge them, but to feed them. Because Jesus comes to serve, as we know in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, it says, even the Son of Man has not come to be served, but come to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. In verse 41, and taking the loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and he said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to sit before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. Jesus feeds the sheep not only with the word of God, but also the food to sustain their bodies. He took care of the people's spiritual and physical needs, just like he take care of our needs. And ending in verse 43, it says, And then they took the twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish, and those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. And you know what? That doesn't even include the women and the children. Well, my friends, I have three takeaways that I want to share with you. I have more, but I'll only share three. Number one, we need care. As humans, we are in need of care, just like the sheep. Our daily living depends on various elements that we have no control over, such as the rain that provides us drinking water, the sun that grows our crops and gives us daylight, and the air we breathe. Our survival solely depends on the resources that only God can provide. Number two, we wander off. 
We may think we know what is best for us. We are often like lost sheep, straying away from the right path and making poor choices. But Jesus is full of compassion for us and views us as his sheep. Number three, Jesus is our good shepherd. Through his teaching, he feeds us with the word of God like feeding sheep. He leads us, corrects us, protects us, and provides for us. In John chapter 10, verse 11 through 18, I'm going to read in the NLT. Jesus explains what a good shepherd does. Listen to his words with an open heart. This is what he says. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for his sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He abandoned the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired help runs away because he's working only for the money and does not really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, too, that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them in also. They will listen to my voice, and they will be one flock with one shepherd. The Father loves me because I sacrifice my life so that I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again, for this is what my Father has commanded. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this lesson today. We are sheep in your green pasture. You are a good shepherd that feeds us daily. All of our needs are supplied according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Be with us for now and forevermore. Amen. Well, my friends, you have just a little bit of homework. I want you to go back and read the scriptures that was given today, studying them out, and doing this Bible study challenge. Develop a routine that will work with your schedule. I want to thank you for making this podcast your number one Bible study podcast. And thank you in advance for sharing the episode with someone. Keep studying the word because we learn his word, live his word, and lead with his word to have a transformative life. Love you with the heart of Jesus. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. We pray you have been blessed by the word today. This weekly series was created to increase your faith, encourage you in your walk with him, and to give you inspiration to continue moving forward with confidence toward fulfilling the work he has already begun in you. Since you're already here, we invite you to follow, share, download, and help us to reach more people to join in with us. Let's share the love and his word so that they too can be blessed by the My Bible Life Podcast, currently on Spotify, Audible, and Podbean.